really good to be here with everyone tonight. Carl has given such explicit instructions about how we are to speak, um, not to be preachy and have one point and keep it to 11 minutes and focus on Jesus. Um, I ha I'm a Pentecostal and I haven't preached in several weeks. So it's going to be a little hard, but I'm going to try. And another thing is I have ADD <clears throat> and focusing in on Jesus, I mean to. And then all of a sudden I go, oh, look, there's Flannery O'Connor. And oh, Tolkien, he's good too. So let's get the slide, first slide up here. Um, you know, I, I, I know that Jesus is important, so I have him there. But then there's Flannery and then there's Tolkien. And that's sort of my trinity. My husband says sometimes, he says, you know, you need to preach more of the Bible and less of Tolkien. So let's take Tolkien out. Next slide. How about this? Let's compromise, all right? I'll talk about Jesus a little, and I'll talk about Flannery. Um, another thing you need to know about me besides uh, that I have ADD um, is that my name is Ruby Turpin. Uh, years ago, the Lord gave me that name, and sometimes when he and I are in talk together in a very intense way, I call him Jesus, and he calls me Ruby. And another thing I want you to know about me, years ago, I um, walked the sawdust aisle at an open-air tabernacle in the red clay hills of South Carolina, the same camp meeting sacred grounds that my great-grandparents and my grandparents and my parents had been. At the age of 11 or 12, I heard Jesus call my name. And I went forward. I loved him all my life, but that night I said, I will go where you want me to go, and I will do what you want me to do. So I said yes that night. Matthew 21 uh, tells a story about some guys who said yes. What do you think, Jesus said? A man had two sons, another two sons story, Carl. And he said to the first, son, go and work in the vineyard today. And the son said, sure, I'll go. But he didn't go. To the other son, when he was asked to go to the work in the vineyard, he said, um, no, I don't think I will. But then he went. So Jesus asked this question, um, who do you think of these two did the will of the Father? And they answered Jesus the first. Jesus said, truly, I tell you, tax collectors and prostitutes are going into the kingdom of God ahead of you. For John came to you in the way of righteousness, and you did not believe him. But the tax collectors and the prostitutes, they believed him. And even after you saw it, you did not change your minds and believe him. This story of these two sons, one said yes, one said no, and then they both changed their minds, and you have this one having a willingness to go and not going, and the other not having a willingness to go, but then ending up going, is in a um, what I call sometimes a chiastic structure in Matthew, or a sandwich. And this sandwich there begins the first part of Matthew 21 with Jesus' entry into Jerusalem, and it ends with Jesus weeping over Jerusalem. And in the middle of this sandwich, there's this parable, 
and several other parables, there's some questioning, and then Jesus really gets down dirty and starts denouncing the scribes and the Pharisees and the chief elders and the teachers of the law. Um, this um, time of Jesus' life is very intense, and he's not nice right now, and he calls people names. And as you can see in this parable, um, they, they answered the question, and then he just goes, truly, I tell you, prostitutes and tax collectors are going into heaven ahead of you. And he said it twice here. Jesus had resorted, I think, at this time to what we call Southern Gothic style. Uh, Southern Gothic, if you don't know much about it, it has a way of getting to the point with the, um, with the very intense, with the very mysterious, with the very vivid, with the very violent. And Flannery O'Connor liked to use this form of writing. She's probably one of the best, along with Faulkner. And she said, you know, I write to a people who, um, who can't believe that they are really made in the image of God. And I write for a people who don't know their own deep displacement. So I have to use my freaks to get to them. One of her most famous freaks, our stories, is um, the story of Revelation. Ruby Turpin is the main character of that story. Ruby is a fine southern woman. Um, she uh, had uh, a little bit of everything, enough, kind of, and a, a little piece of property. They had some cows and pigs on their property, and her husband, Claude, she took him to the um, doctor's office one day, and they were sitting in the waiting room, and as Ruby often did, she sized up people in the room, placing them where they belonged. And in her uh, ordering of the world, at the very bottom were what we call white trash people, dirty and tenant farmers, and then up above them were the clean colored people. And then she had a whole categorizing of people. So she's in the waiting room with Claude waiting, and she had the whole room sized up. In particular, she put her eye on a young woman in the corner who was full of acne and just seemed to be um, just kind of with an attitude. And Ruby started making snarky remarks about that young woman. And before she knew it, Ruby found herself hit in the head with a book. And the woman lunged across the room and started, the young woman started choking her. And, she, and Ruby looked at her and she said, what message do you have for me? And the woman said, go back to hell, you warthog. So that sent Ruby back home. She went to her bed and she started talking to God. And then she got up out of her bed and went down to her pig parlor where her pigs are all there. We have two sons and we have pigs here, Carl. Same story, kind of thing. And she's at the pig parlor and she's talking to Jesus. And she said, I don't know why you did this. Why did you send me this message? How is it that I'm a warthog from hell? How can I be saved and a warthog from hell? And you know what, Jesus? If you take the top ladder, off, top rail off of the fence and, and put it on the bottom, and the last shall be first and the first shall be last, you know what you've got? You've still got a top and a bottom. You've still got your hierarchy. i got mine and you got yours, Jesus. And at that moment, she looked up into the sky and the heavens opened up. And if I could have the next the slide here, here is what um, Ruby saw in that moment. She sees a whole companies of white trash 
clean for the very first time in their lives. Battalions of freaks and lunatics shouting and clapping and leaping like frogs. Bringing up the end of the procession was a tribe of people whom she recognized at once as those who, like herself and Claude, had always had a little of everything and the God-given wit to use it right. They were marching behind the others with great dignity, accountable as they had always been for good order, common sense, and respectable behavior. They alone were on key, yet she could see by their shocked and altered faces that even their virtues were being burned away. Hello, my name is Ruby Turpin. Jesus called me one day, and I said, yes, yes. He said, will you work in my vineyard? And I said, oh, yes, Jesus, I will. I will go where you want me to go. I will do what you want me to do. But you know what? Over the years, I just like to get respectable. And I like to clean up. And sometimes the Lord um, looks at my respectability and all my sense of who I am and um, says, you know, it doesn't really matter. Um, do you know that the lunatics and the people that you don't want to be around probably going to heaven in front of you, Ruby? Uh, you need to follow me. Sometimes uh, I stand in the churchyard of a, a beautiful church in my town, very respectable uptown church, very nice. They do liturgy properly, not like my people. And I stand in that churchyard thinking I would fit in very nicely here. It's the cool church in town now. And I would fit very nicely here. And then Jesus comes up right beside me, and he's driving a bus. It's this little red bus call, and on the outside it says, The Bus of Salvation. And he opens the door, and he looks at me, and he says, Ruby, this is your way to salvation. Get on this bus, and you can get a seat in the back. Show the video. Uh, we, we found our own, but God bless you for the gesture, sir. Well, I'm glad to see you're getting it fixed. Yes, sir. It's a terrible thing to have happen. Yeah, it is. So uh, where's your church? Where are you located? We're right on Route 4 and Old Highway 10. Mm. You know, we're just a small church, nothing like y'all, but we're growing. That's what I hear. Just so long as you don't take too many of ours with you, huh? Well, you wouldn't miss just a few now, would you? <laughs> I don't like to lose even one. Yeah, but I tell you, even if I ran off about 15 or 20 of your people, and you never know, that still leaves you a good balance or the better part of about, what, uh, 700 million, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? I suppose so. Yeah. Um, so you're off Highway 10 then? Yes, sir. Come on over sometime. Everybody's welcome. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you. You ever been in the Holiness Church? Well, I, I can't say as I have. Come on over. I guarantee you, we don't sit on our hands. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, you might enjoy it. We're happy people. Well, maybe I'll do that sometime, yeah. but right now I have to get back to the church. So uh, is there anything else that I can no, do for no, you? No, no, but bless you. I appreciate, you. I appreciate your kindness. God okay. bless you. All right. Yes, sir. Have a good day. Yes, sir. Adios, bud. Okay. Bye. Let's give a big hand clap for the fall. Yeah. All right, now I'm going to tell you something right now. The last one back on the bus has a set... Hold hands with the devil. Hallelujah, <laughs> oh, I'm holding hands with Jesus.